it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, many years ago, when I was watching WCW Monday Nitro, there was an episode that had a Bret Hart, Chris Benoit tribute match. And it was a tribute match to Owen Hart. It was a few months after Owen passed away. And it it was several months before Bret was ready to get back out there. and, And he and Benoit got in the ring and they had one of the greatest matches in Nitro history. As a tribute to somebody who, in the case of Benoit, respected Owen. In the case of Brett, he lost a brother. And it was a very emotional thing. And we have seen a lot of emotional tributes over the years on wrestling shows to wrestlers that have passed away, unfortunately. Uh, tonight was one of those nights where it almost doesn't even matter what else happened on the show. And there was a lot that went on tonight here on this episode of AW Dynamite. But it all boiled down to that main event that we saw with Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal to close out the show. It's hard to believe that as we sit here tonight, it was eight days ago that Jay Briscoe passed away. He was in a car accident eight days ago, lost his life, and eight days later, Mark Briscoe is out there in the ring wrestling Jay Lethal, which just goes to show you that Everybody grieves in their own way. There are some people I saw, you know, earlier wondering what frame of mind is he going to be in? Is, is he going to be ready? You know, it's only it's only been, you know, a week basically since it happened. Uh, some people might look at it as a form of therapy to get out there and, and kind of get back into things. And in the case of Brett, like I said, it took many months before we saw him back on TV, before he was back in the ring after what happened to his brother. Um, but it's hard to... Wrap your head around the fact that, you know, eight days ago, Jay Briscoe was still with us. And today would have been his 39th birthday. And so his brother wanted to go out there tonight and have a match in honor of his brother. uh, When four days from now, his brother is going to be laid to rest. Services for Jay Briscoe are taking place this Sunday. With the backdrop of all of that. Jay Briscoe and Jay Lethal, or Mark Briscoe, I should say, and Jay Lethal went out there tonight and had what I thought was an incredible tribute uh, to one of the greatest in Ring of Honor history. And obviously, as we have seen over the past week, somebody who influenced a whole lot of wrestlers, even from outside the world of Ring of Honor. We have heard and seen tributes from wrestlers like, Well, I mean, from every promotion you can imagine, WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Noah, everything in between. This is a man who uh, obviously is well-respected. The Briscoes both are well-respected. And uh, it it was a very nice tribute. And I can't help but sit here and think of, as I talked about on Sunday, missed opportunities for the Briscoes to be part of the AEW roster. Over the past year, year and a half, we've been through that situation with the person of influence at Warner Brothers Discovery who did not want Jay Briscoe on their programming, who did not want Jay Briscoe on their networks. 
because of his past and because of the tweets and, and everything else. And we've talked about that. And I was wondering the other day as I was sitting here thinking about what I was going to say about that whole situation, saying, what if, you know, what if Jay Briscoe was part of the AW roster and AW was out on the West Coast over the last few weeks? And if the Briscoes were on those shows, maybe he's not in Delaware. I mean, you can ask these questions all day long, these what ifs. Tony Khan deserves a lot of credit here. Because Tony Khan wanted the Briscoes in AEW from the very beginning. He wanted the Briscoes to be part of that roster that included the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers and all the other great tag teams they had, if you remember, at the very beginning of AEW in that tag team division. He wanted the Briscoes to be part of that and was told that that was not possible. So when he bought Ring of Honor, he signed them to Ring of Honor contracts. And even when they feuded with FTR last year, At no point were they on Dynamite. At no point were they on Rampage. At no point did we see a video promo from them. They went out there and had three of the best matches. The three best matches, the best trilogy that I have seen in many, many, many years with FTR last year. And they did it all without ever appearing a single time on AEW television. You know, Warner Brothers Discovery, it's their network, it's their channel. I mean, they can do whatever they want. But Tony Khan, whatever he said... Whatever he did, Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal said, we want to have this match. We want to do this tribute. And Tony Khan went to whoever he went to. He went to the hierarchy over there, Warner Brothers Discovery, and he made the match happen. Not only did he make the match happen, but they aired a very emotional tribute video to Jay Briscoe on the show tonight as well. This is the tribute that people, I think, were hoping for and expecting for on the show last week. We got it one week later. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that Tony Khan, whatever he did, whatever he said, was able to make it happen. I'm sure he had to, it was probably like moving mountains, but he was able to make it happen. We can talk about too little, too late and all this stuff. It happened. And I think he deserves a lot of thanks for that. Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal, as I said, they went out there tonight and had a very emotional, excellent main event. We had the entire AEW roster or most of it, maybe not all of it, coming out on stage after the match with that image of, you know, Mark Briscoe standing there when the show was over. Um, There it is there. That was the parting shot from Dynamite tonight. Mark Briscoe holding up not only his Ring of Honor World Tag Team title, but his brother's tag team title as well with the backdrop. And you see all the wrestlers. Adam Cole was out there. He was very familiar with Jay Briscoe. Samoa Joe is out there. He was very familiar with the Briscoes as well. There you see the Young Bucks. And there's Mark Briscoe holding up both championships. And when that match was over tonight, Mark Briscoe looked into the camera and he said to Jay's family, he mentioned Gracie, he mentioned Jaylee. He said, keep your head up. And he said, Jamin, I love you. I love you, brother. That is why Mark Briscoe was on this show tonight. Mark Briscoe was on this show tonight because he wanted to pay tribute to his brother on what would have been his 39th birthday. So we are going to talk about that main event a little bit later on. Like I said, I mean, in the the grand scheme of things, you know, everything else seems kind of trivial when you see something like that. Uh, That is what this night is going to be mostly remembered for. Uh, But there were other things that happened on the show tonight. 
We had Darby Allen defending his TNT championship against Buddy Matthews in an excellent match. But Samoa Joe showed up. He made it very clear that he was not yet done with Darby. And they're going to have a match on TV next week. No holds barred for the TNT championship. He's coming back for his belt. We had Brian Danielson one-on-one with Brian Cage. The Battle of the Bryans. As Danielson is trying to win, trying to get to the Ironman match against MJF at Revolution in March. He did win, but at what cost? He did not walk out unscathed tonight. And now we have another match for Brian Danielson. A less than 100% Brian Danielson next week with an opponent that I think stylistically matches up with him very well. And it's a match that I'm very much looking forward to. It's actually somebody who I haven't thought about in a while. Uh, We have not seen him since the last time we saw him in NXT, but we are going to see him next week. Who is it? We're going to talk about that and uh, the rest of this show as well. This was a very special edition of AEW Dynamite. And this is your AEW Dynamite review for Wednesday, January 25th. 2023, I am the Solid Monster. If you are new here, thank you for choosing me for your Dynamite coverage, and uh, please do subscribe to the channel. Uh, Also, like the video. If we can hit 400 likes during the live stream, we will do the Be the Booker segment a little bit later on here in the show. And Super Chats are open as well. Uh, I know we've already had a bunch that have come in, a lot of messages and thoughts about Jay Briscoe in the main event tonight, so... If you got something to get off your chest, anything to say about that or anything else, uh, send them on in and uh, we will be going through your Super Chats uh, a little bit later on, including there is a a brand new Super Chat and it won't be blown up this big typically, but uh, I did want to just kind of throw it up so you guys are aware it is out there after we had uh, quite, quite the little laughing fit. On the uh, on the stream the other night during the Raw 30 stream, but there is a brand new super chat, and I owe it all to Jerry Lawler. I have to give all the thanks in the world to Jerry Lawler of all people, uh, because what you may see popping up here on the stream, the new fifty dollar, all hail the mighty Goonthar. All hail the mighty Goonthar. Yes, indeed. Brand new $50 Super Chat. So you may see that popping up here on the stream, or maybe not, but it's there. So, (laughs) with that being said, we got to have some levity here on this stream. I will tell you, it's been a while since I have watched a wrestling show uh, where I have uh, teared up or uh, started crying during something on the show, and uh, that certainly did happen in the main event. Jay Lethal was having a very uh, difficult time keeping it together. I, I, again, you know, as close as some of these guys are, it just, it, it takes, it's like a switch has to get flipped to be able to go out there on live television in front of the world and not show your emotions to be able to go out there and work. Uh, that could not have been easy. So that's why I said, you know, not only kudos to Mark Briscoe for going out there and, and doing the thing, but, uh, Jay lethal as well, because he looked like he was just ready to just pop. You know, he was he was a ball of emotions in the main event. And uh, so was I, and I'm sure so were a lot of people who were who were watching that main event. But we'll start here from the beginning of the show, and we kick things off with Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara against Ricky Starks and Action Andretti. Uh, Daniel Garcia came out with Jericho and Sammy. Uh, they all ripped their pants off in the ring as part of their entrance. They had the tearaway pants threw them up in the air, 
And when Jericho threw his pants up into the air, they landed right on top of his head, (laughs) covered his whole face. We had a nice opening sequence with Andretti and uh, Sammy. Sammy put his hand out for a handshake and he just kicked him right in the mouth. Loud chants of, we want Ricky. As Sammy worked over Andretti, Sammy hit a top rope Hurricane Rana, but Andretti landed on his feet, took Sammy down with a standing Spanish fly. Jericho tagged in, as did Ricky Starks. Ricky had Jericho's arm, and he went and started doing a top rope walk. And he was taking his time as he was sort of strutting along the top rope. Jericho, meanwhile, is standing there like this, right? He's got his arm being held by Ricky. And as Ricky is walking, Jericho's following, and Jericho's just kind of standing there looking up at him. It just looked ridiculous. But they were setting up for Sammy Guevara to come across the top rope himself. He leaps into the air. He drops Andretti with a cutter off the top rope. That's what he gets for showboating. Sammy then came off the top rope for a flying nothing. After that, he got caught with uh, double up kicks right to the chin. Starks got the hot tag to Andretti, who ran wild. Dive onto Jericho on one side of the ring, outside on the floor. Dive out onto Guevara on the other side. But a moment later, Andretti and Sammy collided in midair, ribs first, uh, as the two of them came off the ropes. Ricky tagged back in. Jericho got a roll up with a handful of trunks at one point. Aubrey Edwards was just staring at it. I mean, literally, she, she, you can't even argue, like, well, the referee didn't see it. <laughs> she was looking right at it. But she counted anyway, but he kicked out. Jericho went for a code breaker. Ricky, though, caught him and maneuvered him up into a powerbomb position and then dropped him with a sit-out powerbomb. Jericho, though, kicked out. Later on, Sammy and Andretti were the two legal men inside. On the floor, Ricky Starks gave Jericho the uh, Rochambeau. And on the inside, Daniel Garcia, he jumped up on the apron with Jericho's baseball bat, and he whacked Andretti right in the face with the ball bat. Referee did not see it. So he staggered backwards into Sammy, who hit him with the GTH, and he pinned him. So there were no picture-in-picture interruptions here in the opening match, which is which is odd, but it was nice. It was nice to not have any interruptions here in the opener. Uh The Jericho Appreciation Society, you know, at this point, they've been together now for a while. I know a lot of people are sick of it. I'm, I'm, you know, sick of it on some weeks, too. But if they're going to keep this program going, which clearly they are, they needed this win. You know, Jericho has been embarrassed by Andretti. He's been embarrassed by Ricky Starks. And if they're going to keep this going, the JAS needed a win, so they got their win here. I thought everybody looked good. Uh, In particular, though, I thought Sammy and Andretti. Uh, look the best here in this match. But I thought this was a good opener. At that point, we got the Jay Briscoe tribute video that I think a lot of people were expecting or hoping that we might get last week. Uh, They had a beautiful tribute video. It it was a mix of wrestling highlights from his career. Uh, But there was also a lot of home video involved, a video of him with his children, him with his family. Uh, that really was the emphasis. And I and I and when I talked about Jay Briscoe on the podcast, I talked about the thing that you hear about, and that everything that you've read about, all the tributes that poured in last week was, yeah, he's a great wrestler. Everybody knows that, but he's just a huge family man. He's all about his kids. He's involved in their activities and driving them to different things and dance and school and stuff. And 
you know, it, it came through. They really put the emphasis on that here in this video. Uh, they had a shot of his daughter. I believe it was his younger daughter, uh, Jaylee, when she was a little bit younger. And in the video, uh, it's like from a home home movie or something. And she said, my daddy is crazy, but I love my daddy. And, you know, I mean, it just rips your guts out to see that. Obviously, his daughters hopefully are doing better. They are still in the hospital. I don't know how many. I didn't want to put it up on the stream because I didn't think it would be appropriate. But there is a photo that was put out by the family on Facebook, and it's on social media. Uh, from a few days ago, of the daughters in the hospital. And in the foreground is the older daughter. She's in her hospital bed, uh, facing one way. Her sister is right next to her in another bed, facing this way. And they're holding hands. And it looked like the older uh, daughter was sleeping, but they're holding hands. But you see, they're hooked up to all the tubes and everything else, and but that shot of them in, in beds right next to each other, holding hands. Uh, I mean, it, you know, you talk about powerful images or, or an image, you know, a picture that says a thousand words. Uh, the fact that they survived the accident and it looks like they're going to be okay. You know, they have a long road to recovery, but, you know, it was, it was a powerful image, but a positive one. Anyway, this, this video, it was, it was great. It was a good, great piece of business here. Very emotional and uh, tough to watch. Uh, Darby Allen was up next. He put his TNT championship on the line in the latest open challenge against Buddy Matthews of the House of Black. Sting was out with Darby, the two of them back from Japan. They were just in Japan tagging with the Grey Muda in Muda's final match as the Grey Muda. Matthews was just abusing Darby early in this match. Uh, with a focus on Darby's leg, he had his leg wrapped up, so that was clearly going to be the focus here. Matthews hit a meteora to Darby on the apron. Uh, after that, Darby fought back. He hit his over-the-top stunner. Matthews rolled to the floor. Darby went up top. He had a coffin drop to a standing Buddy Matthews on the floor and knocked him down. At that point, the lights went out. Pitch black, as Taz said, uh, and not the Mountain Dew kind. When the lights came back on, Malachi Black and Brody King, they were standing behind Sting. He was outnumbered until Ortiz came out from the back. And he whacked Brody King in the back with a kendo stick. Uh, for those who don't know, why would Ortiz show up? If you've been following Ramp, and, and I won't fault you if you haven't been. Uh, but if you have not been following Rampage over the last few weeks, uh, there have been issues between Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. Uh, including issues with them up against the House of Black. The House of Black has driven or helped to drive a wedge. And so Eddie and Ortiz are no longer friends. And Ortiz blames Malachi and the House of Black for that, hence why he came out uh, to hit them from behind with a kendo stick. Malachi dropped Ortiz. Sting, meanwhile, went after Brody King with his baseball bat. A lot of baseball bats tonight. Well, two. Two baseball in the ring, Matthews hit a running sit-out powerbomb. He got a pin uh, with a high stack. Didn't get the pin. He went for the pin. Darby kicked out. Uh, that took us into the picture-in-picture. Picture. After the break, Darby got a crucifix bomb for a near fall. Matthews hit a buckle bomb into a curb stomp for a near fall of his own. He learned that from his messiah. I see old habits die hard. Old habits die hard here for uh, Buddy Matthews. Having memories of what it was like 
follow Seth Rollins around. Matthews tried for his pump handle driver. Darby, though, got a code red for a two count. Matthews had Darby on top. He was trying for a superplex, but Darby turned it into a scorpion. Basically, he was like trying to maneuver his way out of it, and they started to fall backwards. And just the motion of how they fell backwards, it looked like a scorpion. Whether that was the intent or not, I don't know. Uh, But he basically gave him a scorpion death drop from the top rope. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He went for a pinfall. Matthews, though, uh, still would not give up. He was able to uh, get out of that pinning predicament. So Darby got him in the ropes. And if you picture it, Matthews was draped over the middle rope. The upper part of his body was hanging inside the ring. Darby went up top. He hit a coffin drop basically to the back of Matthew's neck. Finally, he was able to get the pin to retain the TNT championship. Uh, I thought this was uh, an excellent match. And, you know, when Buddy Matthews left uh, WWE, and he or he was released, when he was gone from the company and he hit the independent scene, uh, he said that, you know, people said that this guy is, yeah, the best kept secret in wrestling. And his gimmick, if you remember, these vignettes started popping up online and and stuff. And it said he was a secret no more. That was kind of the tagline. He was a secret no more. Um, We don't get to see much of him on the main show. You know, we might see House of Black on, on Rampage and stuff. Rampage is not the main show. The main show is Dynamite. We don't get to see Buddy Matthews in the ring very often on Dynamite. So it's easy to forget about how fucking great he really is. I mean, Buddy Matthews is a fantastic talent. And uh, I think I think he would make a great TNT champion. Now is not the time, right? They're doing something else with Darby. But I absolutely believe that Buddy Matthews could be, and, and maybe should be at some point, uh, a great TNT champion. Tony Schiavone got in the ring to interview Darby after the match. Darby could not even stand up on his own. Darby was, was being held up basically by Bryce Remsburg. And Shivani mentioned that Darby just returned from Japan, as I mentioned, the match with Muda, and that he's been on a roll as the TNT champion. Four straight wins. And he mentioned it all goes back to when he took the TNT championship back on what I believe was the very first Dynamite of this year, the beginning of the month, uh, against Samoa Joe. And right on cue, who should pop up on the big screen but Samoa Joe? We haven't seen him in a while. So Samoa Joe popped up with his Ring of Honor television title draped over his shoulder. Yes. 
Someone someone said that uh, Buddy Buddy is indeed winning. Yeah, I saw. It. Well, Rhea Ripley posted about him tonight on Twitter because you know they're they're an item. So as soon as his match was over, I saw Rhea Ripley put a tweet up that said Buddy Matthews. Yeah, I would say I would say uh, Buddy Matthews is uh, he's doing okay for himself. So Joe called Darby Little Dead Boy. He said that he's coming to take everything from him. He's going to take back the title that Darby stole from him. He said, the king will not be usurped by a man like you. He said, Darby's going to learn that winning that title was the greatest mistake of his career. The king has spoken. The king of television has spoken. Joe and Darby had a couple of really fun television matches together. So I don't mind seeing a third one at all. Uh, It's going to be next week. It's going to be no holes barred for the TNT championship. Uh, But I was wondering, you know, what do you do for the finish? Right, Darby just won the title back. He's not going to lose it. But I also can't see them just putting them in there, clean match, clean finish, and he just goes over again on Joe. Now, this ties into something I actually posted on Twitter during the show tonight, which was, remember Wardlow? Remember that guy Wardlow? I know some of you may have forgotten about him by now. I don't blame you if you did. He was one of the hottest rising stars in AEW, and then nothing. Nothing. Didn't go anywhere. We haven't even seen him now for a while. But remember the reason why we have not seen him. The last time we saw Wardlow, not only did he lose, but he had his ponytail cut off. And I was thinking, boy, you know, for the amount of time that we uh, see Wardlow these days, by the next time we see Wardlow, his ponytail will have already grown back, so it won't even matter. But the last time we saw him, Samoa Joe cut off his ponytail. And now it just so happens that Joe is coming back He's going to try to get back the TNT championship from Darby. The first time, well, not well, it was their second match, but when Darby won the title, I was sure that it was going to include Wardlow costing Joe the title. And that didn't happen. Darby beat him clean, which was a big surprise to me. Now we're getting Darby and Joe again. So now I think we end up getting the finish that I thought we were going to get during their previous match, which is. Wardlow shows up. He has not been seen. Wardlow returns to get revenge on Joe for what Joe did to him. He costs Joe the TNT championship next week. And then it all leads to a match between Wardlow and Joe, probably at Revolution. I know Joe is the ROH TV champion. Uh, Look, they could always have a match, uh, another match at Supercard of Honor. That's not until the end of March. That's March 31st. They have a pay-per-view before that called Revolution. That's where we should get Samoa Joe one-on-one with Wardlow, if I'm right, and Wardlow shows up next week, which, unless he's injured, I don't know why the fuck we wouldn't see Wardlow next week. So that's that's what I'm uh, guessing is uh, going to end up happening. We got a highlight video on Adam Cole's return on television a few weeks ago and footage of him training in the ring. He was looking up at a banner for the aforementioned Revolution pay-per-view coming up on March 5th. So. Put two and two together. It looks like that's his return date. Uh, question is, who do you put with Adam Cole? Adam Cole is a babyface now. Right? And he's not involved currently in any program. There's been no hint of a program for Adam Cole. So who would you like to see Adam Cole in the ring with? I came up with two names that I think are, are realistic. We saw Jay Lethal in the main event tonight. And it feels like Lethal's been 
eating a lot of a lot of L's lately. Although tonight, what tonight wasn't about wins and losses. Uh, but a man that Adam Cole is familiar with, a man who Adam Cole can go in there and he can beat and have a very good match with. So I could see throwing Jay Lethal in there in a little quick feud with Adam Cole and Lethal and Sanjay and that whole crew, just to you know give Adam Cole a win in his first match back. But I was also thinking, you know, we haven't seen uh, Death Triangle since they lost the trios titles to the Elite. Pac. What about a match between Adam Cole and Pac? A revolution. It would have to be built up. Uh, Death Triangle and Pac in particular have, have certainly been more heelish, you know, when we've seen Pac in recent months. Uh, I think Adam Cole and Pac would be a fucking fantastic match. Otherwise, uh, I don't know. I don't know who the opponent's going to be, but I throw that out there to you. I think Cole and Lethal is is the realistic match that I'm expecting. Uh, but Pac would be one of those guys who uh, I would just love to see Adam Cole get in the ring with for 15 minutes and just go nose to nose. We had Jungle Boy and Hook tagging together again, and all the women in the crowd, I'm sure, go wild. Uh, tagging to take on Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. Hardy Boy's music played. Out comes Matt. Interrupted, though, by Ethan Page and Stokely Hathaway, who were uh, coming up behind Matt. And Page says that, I'm the star of this team, and therefore I want you to play my music. Meanwhile, Stokely was browbeating Isaiah Cassidy over something. I don't know what the injury status is of Mark Quinn. We haven't seen him for a while. Uh, Isaiah Cassidy has been the sole private party member that we've seen uh, when we've seen them. He's part of this little crew. So Stokely was uh, talking shit to him. Early in the match, Hook followed uh, Ethan Page to the floor. Page, though, caught him and set up for an ego's edge on the floor. Jungle Boy, though, he dove onto Page as Hook slipped out. Hardy and Page ganged up on Jungle Boy. They gave him a double vertical suplex. The heels focused on Jungle Boy's arm. Uh, During the commercial break, he managed to break free of both men as the show returned, magically, right? He made a comeback. And he made a hot tag to Hook. He hit a T-bone suplex on Ethan Page. He made a tag back to Jungle Boy. Hook was sent to the outside by Page. Hardy tagged in. He landed a side effect on Jungle Boy, and he was setting up for a twist of fate. But out on the apron, Ethan Page said, give me the tag. Even though it looked like Matt could potentially have the match won, Ethan Page wanted all the glory, so he said, tag me. So Page attempted to twist the fate of his own, but Jungle Boy avoided it, and he ended up getting Ethan Page in the snare trap and got the submission. So Jungle Hook wins again. I really don't care about the Matt Hardy stuff. I really don't. Uh, But it was a win for Jungle Boy and Hook, and, and that's who they should be focusing. Hook is still unbeaten. Jungle Boy is someone who... Now, they're pushing, but Jungle Boy still feels like he's in this holding pattern until Christian Cage comes back. And I, I think Christian is still a few months away. Uh, I, I'm i trying to think, when he went down with the arm injury, which I think was the same kind of arm injury that CM Punk uh, suffered at uh, All Out, that's probably a six-month recovery. Uh, but every case is different. So could Christian be back by revolution? I'm sure Tony Khan and, and the company are are hoping so. They would love to get Christian back. Um, I don't know. If that, I don't know if that's realistic or not. So Jungle Boy, until Christian is ready to come back, is just sort of, you know, now he's been tagging with Hook. 
are they building them up for a tag team title match, or is this just a temporary thing until Christian is ready to come back? That's kind of what it feels like to me. Um, so I, I like Jungle Boy and Hook. I'm glad they gave them the win. I mean, look, I like Ethan Page, too. I think Ethan Page is a hell of a talent. It's just that he doesn't have anything interesting going on right now. We cut to footage from the family therapy session with the acclaimed Billy Gunn and Billy Gunn's spawn, Austin and Colton. So Austin told Billy that during their childhood, he was on the road most of the time. And that the tag team title win that the acclaimed got, that was supposed to be theirs. It should have been theirs. Like Dolph Ziggler, it should have been me, right? It should have been ours. Anthony Bowen said that Austin and Colton, they had the chance to make up for lost time with their father. But the second he gave them any attention, they couldn't control their jealousy. So the guns said that the acclaimed turned on them. You guys turned on us. You're blaming us. So Colton struck the fatal blow to Billy, who was not present during the DX reunion, nor was he present for the previous DX reunion that we had in, uh, was it October, right? Every few months we get a new DX reunion. So he was not at the DX reunion this week. Kurt Angle took his place. But Billy was in therapy this week. So Colton struck the fatal blow to his father when he told him, our faults as sons are your failures as a father. Billy asked them, what is it that you want? What is it that will make the two of you happy? And they said that, well, they pointed at the tag team belts that the acclaimed had in their lap, and then they walked off. I think they got screwed. I think, you know, paying full price for 90 seconds of therapy seems like uh, quite the screw job to me when they could have gotten a free session backstage with Renee, and it would have had the exact same effect. I don't even want to know what they paid for a therapy session. Uh, or who the woman was, by the way. There was a female... It wasn't uh, Dr. Shelby. It was a female uh, therapist that they had. I'm sure it was uh, you know, probably an independent wrestler. I didn't recognize her, but uh, that's who played the role of therapist here in this segment. Um, I think that Tony Khan would be absolutely out of his mind to have Billy turn on the acclaimed if this was the plan to have him turn on the acclaimed and go back with his sons right now. He may be back with his sons at some point down the road. Uh, But the thought did occur to me watching this, uh, that maybe that's something they're considering, is having Billy go back with his sons. As as hot as that act still is, you know, the acclaimed and all the daddy-ass stuff and scissor me, and it's still over. It's still one of the most over acts in the entire company. I think Tony would be out of his mind to... Uh, fuck with that or do anything to change that and maybe he isn't he would be smart not to but the thought did occur to me that maybe that's the big swerve that's coming maybe that's going to be the end of all this i don't know but i still think they have a lot of mileage out of this thing with the acclaimed and billy gunn so hopefully they're not uh thinking about that better help that's a good point turtlehead he makes a very good point these guys need some better help I've got a link. All they had to do was come and ask. They didn't do it. It's still there. It's in the description. Anyway, after the break, Renee was backstage with Hangman Page yet again. And she said, you know, last week, uh, I couldn't help but notice 
that you were being very vague with your answer when I asked you about what's next for you. And so she asked him again, what is next for Hangman Adam Page? And he said, you know, sometimes you ask questions that I don't want to answer. They sound like husband and wife now. But he said he can't help but look back to Ohio, which is where this all started with him and her husband. That's the match in Cincinnati where uh, Hangman suffered the concussion against Moxley in October. So he couldn't help but think back to how this all started in Ohio, and now they're you know one win apiece. And he notices that next week they're back in Ohio. Uh, the West Coast swing is officially over uh, this week, in case you couldn't tell. And they're going to be in Dayton, Ohio next week. And he said what he wants is another match with John Moxley. He wants another match with her husband so that he can knock him out. So that he can knock him out again. Wheeler Yuta popped up on Moxley's behalf. I guess he's now John Moxley's uh, spokesperson. Since they're all part of the uh, black, what's left of the Blackpool Combat Club. Yuta said that even though Moxley is not here or cleared... Uh, he'll be ready, and he accepted on Hangman's behalf. Well, he accepted on Moxley's behalf for Hangman's challenge. But before then, he challenged Hangman to a match on Rampage this Friday. Hangman asked him, how can you be so sure that what happened to Moxley is not going to happen to you two? And as soon as the segment was over, Excalibur told us on commentary that both matches were official, so on Friday night, it will be Hangman Page against Wheeler Yuta, and then it will be Hangman against John Moxley again next week. We then had Brian Danielson, who I believe is still part of the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm not really sure anymore. But it was Brian Danielson against the machine Brian Cage, who was paid off last week by MJF to break Danielson's arm this week. He put a bounty out on him. So another week, another very good Brian Danielson match. Uh, and another good Brian Cage match, for that matter. you got to give credit to both guys. Cage had a couple of really fun matches uh, recently with Willie Mack. Uh, So they were both riding some uh, momentum here coming into tonight. Danielson landed some elbow strikes and applied. And by the way, before I even get into this, I should probably talk about the Brian Cage news. Uh, The report, the latest from Fightful, uh, is that Brian Cage's AEW contract is going to be up in the next few weeks. And I'm not sure if, again, they have the opportunity to extend it. Because I believe the last time Tony Khan rolled it over for a year. I think he had an option year on him and he rolled it over and Cage was shocked. We were all shocked. Tony Khan didn't do anything with Brian Cage. Brian Cage had one foot out the door. He's already thinking about his future outside of AEW. And then he finds out that Tony Khan extended his his, uh, option. So I don't know if, if they could even do that or not. But apparently his deal is coming up. And there have been feelers sent to WWE to see if there might be any interest in him, which is smart. I mean, you want that anyway, even if he has no intention of going to WWE. Uh, you you know, to play one side against the other. Hey, you know, I have interest from them. Try to get a better deal. I mean, a- anybody with a brain would do that. Uh, but it's just funny now because he's finally getting television time. After being on the back burner for so long, we've seen more of Brian Cage in the last couple of months than we have. For any consecutive two-month span, it feels like, since probably the first year he came into the company, uh, what do you do, right? What do you do if you're Brian Cage? What do you do if you're Tony Khan? Uh, He's not exactly a heavily featured part of the show, but he is technically part of the Ring of Honor roster. He's part of the embassy, right, with Prince Nana. 
And they're launching a weekly Ring of Honor show here sometime in these next few months, so he may end up being an important part of that roster. So that'll be something to keep an eye on, what his uh, contract status is and where he ends up going. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But Danielson landed some elbow strikes. He applied the LaBelle lock. Cage was able to reach the ropes. He regained control by body slamming Danielson into the turnbuckles. This was no light body slam. He basically picked him up and he chucked him right into the turnbuckles in the corner. That was brutal. He landed a throw after that. Danielson landed awkwardly on his shoulder, which he started to sell. Right, so there it is. There's the start of the arm injury storyline with MJF. He followed that with a hammerlock suplex on the apron. Cage held on to a bear hug with a hammerlock. Brian, though, broke free with some headbutts. He tried to whip Cage across the ring, but his shoulder gave out on him. He tried to leap over Cage in the corner, but he got caught in a shoulder breaker. Danielson rolled to the apron. Cage pulled him back in with a vertical suplex. Danielson fired back with a superplex. He was firing up the crowd. Landed some stomps in a triangle submission, but no dice. He got a leg trap German suplex. Cage, though, no-sold it. And Cage had Brian uh, in position, gave him a buckle bomb, then delivered a power bomb. Set up for a third. Brian rolled him up instead, and he got the three count. The dreaded roll-up finish. Brian Danielson wins again. After the match, immediately after the match, Cage attacks Brian. Because remember what MJF said on the show last week. I don't care if you win. I don't care if you lose. Just so long as you break his arm. That's what I'm paying you for. So he attacked Danielson. He uh, got him up on his back, and he set up for that convoluted Weapon X finish that he does. He shoved down, uh, or, well, he put down uh, Brian, and then MJF comes out. So MJF, serious look on his face, right? No fooling around. He comes down to the ring. The timekeeper was was feverishly ringing the bell, and uh, he looked annoyed by this. So he kind of chased her away. He took the chair away from one of the ringside attendants. Cage put Danielson's arm through the chair, 
outside on the floor and then ran him uh, chair first, arm first, into the ring post. So Cage was earning his bounty tonight. MJF beat down Danielson and was about to pilmanize the arm when Konosuke Takeshita, who said in a promo last week, Brian is my hero, I respect him, I'm going to watch his back. And he delivered on that promise, and Takeshita came running down to make the save. MJF bailed, and Brian Cage got laid out with a running knee. And Takeshita and the doctor, they checked on Danielson. So they, if you notice the last two, three weeks, uh, they have taken a far more uh, serious approach with MJF. You know, now that he's the world champion, and he's going to be in the main event of their next pay-per-view, right? He's a main event guy now. So it's a welcome change, you know, for him. You know, he still comes out when he cuts promos and stuff, you know, the the burns and the one-liners on people. Uh, but when he comes out now, he's he's more serious. And I like that. I think that's a positive change. Uh, but what they've now done is they've now set up a weakness for Brian Danielson going into the match. And Revolution is still, I mean, it's still a good five or six weeks away. Uh, but they have now set up a weakness in the arm and the shoulder. Renee was backstage after this. And the doctor, Dr. Samson, was with Danielson in the trainer's room. And I couldn't even I couldn't even write down what he said. I could not even write down what he said. He said that Brian, because she asked him, what's the diagnosis? What's the injury? And uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it or pretend that I even know what he was talking about. I will tell you this. Here, here I'll, I'll give you the layman speak for what the doctor said. Uh, Brian's arm is hurt. He's got a boo-boo on his arm. And Danielson was asking him, you know, can I wrestle? Can I wrestle? And the doctor said no. And Danielson basically, in so many words, basically said, fuck you. I'm wrestling anyway. Uh, Which I I would like to think that's kind of how the real conversations go backstage in AEW. They have the one doctor, right? Dr. Samson. And if you tell somebody that uh, I'm not going to clear you, they basically go, fuck you. And uh, I'm going to wrestle anyway. And the doc is like, okay. So Danielson cut this fiery promo uh, on MJF. He looked dead in the camera and he said, I don't give a shit. He goes, I've wrestled an hour before with a separated shoulder and he's going to expose MJF for the fraud that he is. He told Doc Samson, you are not stopping me from wrestling ever again. So I love the intensity here. I love pissed up. Pissed off Brian Danielson is uh, the best kind of Brian Danielson. And uh, that match with, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it just yet. But he's going to be having a match on TV next week that I'm very much looking forward to. Well, you know what? Let's talk about it now. I was going to wait until we got to the segment, but I may as well talk about it now. So later on, they aired a, a segment in the back with MJF. He was sitting in a dimly lit room, locked away somewhere. He said because uh, around here, people can't. Ha- some people can't handle their emotions. So first thing he did was he addressed. Kanosuke Takeshita, and he called him by that name, although he did admit that calling him take a shit was funnier, Uh, but he called him Takeshita and told him that uh, he's talented, but he's a little smooth-brained, and he told him, stay out of my business or there's going to be consequences. He said, fans think that Brian Danielson is a warrior, but he knows he's obsessed just like him. MJF said the AEW championship turns his catchphrase into a fact. He's better than him, and he knows it. He told Brian that he knows he's got a hole and 
in his soul, and he wants to fill it by beating MJF. MJF said physical pain is fleeting. It comes and goes. But it's the mental pain that leaves a scar. Next week on Dynamite, Danielson is going to be facing a man who enjoys pain. And he threw it to some footage. And it was Pro Wrestling Noah footage of Timothy Thatcher, who I had completely forgotten about. He was in NXT, the master of the fight pit, right? He had the fight pit match with Matt Riddle. He had the fight pit match with uh, Tommaso Champ. I believe he won both of those matches, by the way. Um, and I enjoyed those fight pit matches. I actually enjoyed the NXT fight pit matches better than the one they did at Extreme Rules last year. And then he got cut. He got released. He got he got swept up somewhere in those waves. I, I don't even know which wave it was. There were so many of them. But he got swept up in those releases. And, you know, he's made appearances on the independent scene, but I haven't heard about him in a while. And uh, anyway, he's been spending his time in pro wrestling, Noah. So they show some highlights, courtesy of Noah. Uh, of him in the ring, and the key with him is that he uses the Fujiwara armbar as a finish, which plays into the storyline, because MJF paid off Brian Cage to try to break the arm of Brian Danielson. Danielson now has an injury, uh, as described to us by Doc Samson. It's some sort of shoulder uh, contusion protuberance or something or other. And so what does MJF do? He hires a, a man who is known for trying to break people's arms with an armbar, right? Makes sense. So anyway, that, uh, that match is going to be taking place next week, and that match between Danielson and Thatcher is going to be some good shit. I cannot wait to see that match. That's going to be just, sty- like I said, stylistically. Very similar style, very technical styles. Maybe not everyone's cup of tea, but... If you're looking for a great wrestling match, uh, you're going to get one next week. That's going to be fucking great. Tony Storm, one-on-one with Ruby Soho. This was originally supposed to be a triple threat with Britt Baker involved, but she was pulled due to what they claimed earlier today was an injury. I believe they lied to us. Did he lose to Champa in the second fight? I See, I thought Thatcher won the second fight. Maybe he did. Maybe uh, maybe Champa did win. It's been so long since I've seen that match. Well, anyway, I, I look at I look at Thatcher as the master of the fight pit because he had more fight pit matches than anybody in NXT. There were only two of them, but he was in both of them, so he's the master of the fight pit. Now, what was interesting here before the match started between Tony Storm and Ruby Soho, we had a. Earlier today, pre-recorded promo from Tony Storm, an inset promo, where she complained about the quote homegrown idiots in AEW. So there you go, right? We talked about this storyline last week, how it looked like we were setting up for the AEW outsiders, so to speak, against the AEW originals, and that's exactly what they're doing. There was a hip attack from Tony Storm early in this match. Ruby Soho was out on the apron. And Tony Storm came like a bat out of hell, like just the the, the most brutal looking hip attack you've ever seen. Ruby went flying off the apron. So that was, I just, while I saw that, I'm like, Jesus. Storm stomped on Ruby in the corner. She applied a full Nelson during the break. When the show came back, Ruby broke free by running Tony into the turnbuckle, followed by a series of Saido suplexes. 
She set up for destination unknown. Tony escaped, though, and rolled her up for an near fall. Soho managed to land her no future kick. She got a cover again for a close near fall. Soho went up top. Tony moved out of the way. Ruby landed on her feet. And then she landed a knee to the face. And Tony Storm immediately grabbed her face as if she had just gotten her nose broke, which is an injury Ruby is very familiar with, obviously, because she just, you know, came back not too long ago from a broken nose. And even Tony Storm, when she had her match against Jamie Hayter at full gear, she ended up with two black eyes. So she's holding her face. The referee is backing Ruby away. And Ruby looks, you know, semi-concerned. But it was a trap. And when Ruby comes in, Tony grabs her and basically jolts her forward and Ruby lands throat first on the bottom rope. And Tony Storm then hits a uh, hip attack in the corner. DDT covered her, only got a near fall. All of a sudden, we hear the theme music of Britt Baker, who we were told was injured, which is why this match was changed. And I suppose it's always possible that she is injured and legitimately was not cleared, but she didn't look like there was anything wrong with her. So she came out on stage, big smile on her face for the distraction. Tony Storm was in the ring. She was distracted. How many times over the years have we seen wrestlers distracted by music? So Tony Storm was distracted. That allowed Ruby to land Destination Unknown and pin Tony for the win. So Ruby Soho finally racking up some wins over the last few weeks on AEW television. She was someone who was in dire need of that. So if you're a Ruby Soho fan, that's a that's a good thing. She she desperately needed some wins on TV. Uh, I think what we saw here from these two was good. Uh, and it looks like it's full steam ahead. AEW Originals against the AEW Outsiders. We know Soraya is a heel now. Tony Storm clearly is a heel now. Uh, you know, who, who joins with them as this thing expands, right? They have different options. We talked about Athena last week. Doesn't really fit because she's part of the Ring of Honor roster right now. Uh, if it wasn't for the ROH thing that she's doing, she would be perfect, right? She's a heel now, too. She's also a former WWE star. She would fit like a glove. Uh, I don't know that she'll be involved in this. Uh, Sheeta, I'm sure, will end up siding with Britt and Jamie Hayter. So, again, if they need that third person, Ruby Soho would be perfect. I thought we might get a Ruby Soho heel turn. Maybe we will. There's still time for it to happen. Uh, but now they can, you know, they can pretty much play with who they want to be part of this and who's going to be on what side. And, you know, then it's up to Tony Khan to try to make, you know, turn this into something fun. Uh, there's always the potential for him to bring in somebody else who, you know, whether it's a Mercedes or someone else, I mean, doesn't seem very likely at the moment. Um, but this could be the most interesting story they've done with the women in a while here in AEW if they play their cards right. But I, I think, you know, for Revolution, the match would seem to be Britt and Jamie against Tony and Soraya. But if they wanted to expand it out, because where does Sheeta fit in, right? That's why I think Sheeta is, is the odd woman out. If Sheeta is on the side of the originals, you need one more person on the side of the so-called outsiders. Uh, and if it's not Ruby and it's not Athena, then who fills that spot? Then we came to the main event of the show, which was the tribute to Jay Briscoe on what would have been his 39th birthday with his brother Mark making his AEW debut. This was the very first match ever in an AEW uh, ring for Mark Briscoe. 
And I hate that it came under these circumstances. I really do. It, 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 it pisses me off that it came under these circumstances. But tonight is not about, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery and being pissed at them and fuck them and all this stuff. You know, I, I said what I had to say about that situation on Sunday. I'm just glad that Tony Khan was able to talk some sense into somebody there and get them to reverse course. And let me just say, I don't think this is a situation where Warner Brothers Discovery all of a sudden had a change of heart, right? Or they had some crisis of conscience and decided to change their mind on their own. Uh, I give all the credit to Tony Khan for whatever he said, whatever he did. Uh, he was the one who was ultimately able to make this happen. He is the head of the company. He is the one who was in touch with these network executives. And so all due credit to Tony Khan for that. Uh, I do wonder how much pressure was involved. There were a lot of very angry wrestling fans who I know were, you know, was trending at one point. Uh, were tweeting at Warner Brothers Discovery and you know, tweeting things that frankly are not very helpful. You know, you can go on your on your page or on your podcast and say, fuck Warner Brothers Discovery, as I did and many other people did. Uh, but it doesn't help to go writing them and tweeting them saying, fuck you, I hope you die, all this other... Like, some of the stuff I saw was ridiculous. I mean, I can only imagine what these people are sitting in their office thinking of wrestling fans, right? But there is a way to apply pressure. And I wonder how much pressure on social media may have, uh, you know, weighed on their decision ultimately to change course. Because, you know, it's pretty clear to me that there are still people, there are still people who don't believe there was ever any kind of ban, right? Just because Dave Meltzer said it, oh, it must be, it must be false, right? There, there are people out there who are so demented. They are so demented and obsessed with people like Meltzer and attacking them. And Eric Bischoff is one of these people. He, he's maybe among the most demented of them all uh, lately. He, it's just nonstop from him on Twitter. Um, but the reality is, the Briscoes would have been on this show a long time ago if Tony Khan would have had his way. So I don't want to hear from anybody that, oh, it's just, you know, it's fake news. It's a made-up story. There was never any kind of ban. Meltzer doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, use common sense. Use common sense. You don't think when Tony Khan had a pay-per-view three different times to promote last year built around the Briscoes that he wouldn't have loved to have had even just a video of them on his television show. What do you what do you think happened there? You think the young bucks got it squashed? It's some sort of inside job. I mean, some of the stuff I have seen on social media is so just toxic and ridiculous that I hate even bringing it up. But I know some of you have seen some of the same shit. So thank you to Tony Khan. Because he was the one who made this happen. He was the one who was able to finally break through to them. It was Mark Briscoe against one of his brother's greatest rivals in Jay Lethal. Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman from Ring of Honor, they joined Excalibur on commentary for this. Tony Schiavone and Taz, they tagged out. They had Bobby Cruz there to do the ring announcing. I, I believe they tried to get Bobby Cruz uh, last week for the show they did the jay briscoe tribute when the show was over he wasn't able to make it it was on very short notice but he was there tonight as lethal was coming out he was walking out with sanjay dutt there's no jeff jarrett no satnam Singh. this had nothing to do with them uh sanjay is also someone else who i know knew jay briscoe and you could tell like jay lethal was barely holding it together he hugged 
Sanjay. Sanjay went to the back. Lethal came to the ring. He already had tears in his eyes. But he was trying his best to hold it together before Mark Briscoe even came out. And then they played the Briscoe's theme, Reach for the Sky, Boy. And out comes Mark Briscoe to a big ovation. He had his Ring of Honor uh, tag team title with him. He came to the ring, and in the ring, he held up both his and his brother's Ring of Honor tag team title. Uh, As Bobby Cruz did the uh, introductions for the match, it it almost looked like Mark Briscoe was asking Lethal, like, are you okay? Like, can can we, you know, are we going to be good here? Because Lethal was just the ball of emotions. Um, We started out with a chop fest. Mark got the upper hand. He used some redneck kung fu. Lethal cut him off. Mark, though, countered with a neck breaker heading into the final ad break. If ever there was a time for a uh, commercial-free match on this show, this would have been it. Later on in the match, Mark hit the iconoclasm off the top. And, well, he had Lethal on top, grabbed the hands, and then flipped them over. He tried for a J-Driller. Lethal stuffed him. By the way, that is what the move is from now on. From here on out, that move is and will forever be the J-Driller. So it's not the Tiger Driver or whatever other name, anybody else. I know Homicide, uh, a lot of people have used that move over the years. But it is is forever the J-Driller. So he tried for the J-Driller, Lethal stuffed it. Lethal tried for the Lethal Injection, and he nailed it. But Briscoe had the presence of mind to slowly roll to the apron, and he rolled out to the floor. Lethal went out after him. He placed Briscoe on top of the timekeeper's table. Then he climbed back into the ring, and he was going up to the top rope. Briscoe got up off the table, and he got back into the ring. And he delivers a basement drop kick to Lethal, who was out on the floor at this point. And then Mark hit a running blockbuster from the apron, caught Lethal by the neck, out on the floor, took him down to the ground. This time it was Briscoe placing Jay Lethal on top of the timekeeper's table outside. And then Mark Briscoe heads up to the top rope, and he comes diving off the top with the froggy bow down onto Jay Lethal through the table. Uh, And the crowd went nuts for that. I was waiting for it. There were two things I I was expecting in this match. Uh, I was expecting some Froggy Bow, which we got. And I was expecting him to win this match with a J-Driller. And that's exactly what ended up happening. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. By the time he got Lethal back into the ring, he went for the cover. Lethal kicked out. Uh, Mark again tried for the J-Driller. Second time in this match. And again, Lethal countered out of it. Lethal tried for the Lethal Injection. Mark, though, hit him with a Lariat. When he got up, hit him with a second Lariat. And then third time is a charm. He hits the J-Driller, gets the pin. Mark Briscoe wins. Mark then is leaning on the middle rope, 
and he is looking into the camera and he's talking to Jay's family. And he's mouthing, you can see he's mouthing the words. He says, you know, Jay Lee, uh, Gracie, um, you know, telling them to keep their heads up and looks into the camera and you know, says, Jamin, he goes, I love you, brother. And he tells his brother that he loves him. The AEW locker room, they spill out onto the stage to applaud Mark as he uh, hugs Jay Lethal in the ring. So Mark is just, he's in the ring, and he is soaking up all the applause. He walks up the ramp. First person he hugs is Christopher Daniels. Uh, BJ Whitmer was there. Tony Khan came over to give him a hug. Roosh. Uh, and there you see that parting shot right there of Mark Briscoe holding up both of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. This was, I thought, a beautiful tribute. And kudos to all involved who made it happen. Most of all, Tony Khan. Because without his intervention, this doesn't happen. Kudos to Jay Lethal, who I'm sure wanted to be out there. And again, Tony Khan said that this is a match that both men asked for. But you could tell it was still very raw. It's it's tough. And, you know, he passed away eight days ago. It's still very fresh. It still doesn't even feel real. So kudos to him for going out there and working the kind of match that he did. And kudos to Mark Briscoe. His brother is being laid to rest in four days. And tonight he went out there wrestling like his life depended on it. And that was for his brother. That was for his brother's family. I I don't know what his plans are. I don't know what Tony Khan's plans are for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. Um, I think it would be fitting. You know what I think it would be fitting? It would be fitting if Tony Khan were to retire that version of the Ring of Honor, which is the old school version of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles, the titles that the Briscoes have held 13 times. If he was to make the Briscoes the final team to ever hold that incarnation of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles and retire those titles, uh, and then host a Jay Briscoe Invitational or Jay Briscoe Memorial, whatever you want to call it, tag team tournament annually starting this year, building to Supercard of Honor at the end of March, and they can crown brand new Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions at Supercard of Honor. And you could have an annual Jay Briscoe Invitational tag team tournament every single year. This year, it would be to crown new champions. Uh, in the future, it may not be for the titles, but I think that would be a nice uh, you know, nod to someone who will go down as a very important figure in tag team wrestling. The Briscoes, as I said this weekend, the Briscoes will go down as one of the all-time great tag teams. Loyal to Ring of Honor for 20 years. It was a hell of a run, if you think about it. The longevity they had. Working for one company for so many years. And, and look, they work for other companies as well. Again, Impact Tag Team Champions, GCW Tag Team Champions, CZW Tag Team Champions, uh, among other places. But on a national scale for a major promotion, 20 years, their entire careers, they grew up in front of us, in front of people working for Ring of Honor, 13-time Tag Team Champions. I think it would be very appropriate to do something in the vein of Tag Team Wrestling to honor Jay Briscoe. Uh, but those decisions don't need to be made right now. They'll have to be made at some point soon, but they don't have to be made right now. For tonight, though, I applaud AEW for 
uh, putting together what I thought was a very, you know, obviously very emotional tribute. It's still just the whole situation sucks that we even have to be talking about this. Um, but I'm very, very glad that he was able to pull that off tonight. Not that it matters, but we'll take a look at the Twitter poll here. Um, you know, again, a night like tonight, this this sort of thing doesn't really matter all that much, but there you see it. 91% thumbs up, uh, just shy of 5% thumbs in the middle, and about 4% uh, thumbs down. But um, this was a thumbs up effort under uh, tough circumstances for some of the people on that roster, as you saw there, especially from Jay Lethal, uh, in that main event. Let's uh, let's do the deal here and see uh, what is going on here with your Super Chats. By the way, thank you to uh, everybody who helped us get to our goal tonight. Over 450 likes. We are on our way to 500. If you can help get me there, that would be great. Helps out the video a lot. Gets the video into the algorithm, into the recommended, so other people can check out the channel and go, who the fuck is this guy? And what is he talking about? He's talking about wrestling. Uh, Fire Panda, drop in some uh, love. The $10 Super Chat here says, uh, why, why is it that every week Fire Panda is, is always asking me, uh, who am I? I'm the Solomonster, damn it. You would think that Fire Panda would know who I am, but it's very distressing. I think you ought to go to the doctor and get your brain checked. Uh, Food Hot, ever since the New Year Dynamite is flowing smooth. Yeah, I mean, quality-wise, Dynamite has been uh, a lot more focused, and they've been on a roll. You know, these shows the last several weeks, that West Coast swing is just what they needed at just the right time. Uh, And all the hot crowds and some great matches that we've seen on these shows, especially from, you know, Brian Danielson's been on a roll. So hopefully it can continue well into into the uh, month of February as we head towards Revolution. Uh, Thomas Colella. With a $10 super chat. Says, I've never cried throughout a match in my life. Not during the Owen tribute night or anything. God bless the Briscoes. Don't forget to tell anyone in your life that you care about to say I love you. And that was actually a message that was being uh, communicated a lot on commentary. um, By the announcers. uh, During the main event. And I would, I would uh, have to agree. I would have to agree. Dick the Cock Johnson with the 4.99 super chat. Uh, crazy fact: the last time Emmy Sakura was on TV was December 11th of 2019, when she lost to Big Swole. Glad to finally see her get another television match. Yeah, she's going to be wrestling uh, Jamie Hader, I believe, right? So that should be a. Uh, well, anytime Jamie Hader is on TV, it's a good, it's a good time. Uh, Liquid Sharingan with the $10 Super Chats. Rest in peace to Jay Briscoe. I bought one of the teas. Truly unfortunate. He is the same age as me. Hearing about his death is a moment of mortality for myself. Loved the Jay Mark match tonight. Anti M Bishop. So emotionally drained. Rest in peace, Jay. Good dynamite. Uh, the Yatagaratsu. 
with the $5 Super Chat. This Power Slap League is dumb. AEW could create a Chop League competition, and it would somehow be safer and more entertaining. Yeah, the Power Slap stuff is absolute dog shit, and uh, hopefully the ratings continue to fall, and uh, you know the show will not be renewed, because I think it's stupid. Uh, Carl the Crab, a great main event to honor a great man, husband, and father. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Corey Blake with the $10 Super Chat. Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe did Jay Briscoe proud tonight. Yes, they did. Uh, Ed Swoggle with the $5 Super Chat. Uh, bought my Jay Briscoe shirt. Such a great match with Mark and Lethal. I would love to see Mark Briscoe win the Ring of Honor World title in honor of his brother Jay. That would be a very cool thing. You know, Jay Briscoe is a former two-time Ring of Honor World champion. To see his brother follow in his footsteps, I think that would be a great story to tell when the time is right, if that is a story they wanted to tell. Rizzo with the $10 Super Chat. I give uh, WBD zero credit for reversing course. They either caved to public pressure or it took a damn tragedy for them to finally do this. F. Warner Brothers Discovery. Well, Rizzo Rizzo is making his... uh, Making his voice heard. Oh my goodness. Holy shit. JM just did a run-in here on this stream. And he caught me by surprise on that one. Wow. That is, you got me... (laughs) You got me speechless on that one. Holy cow. (laughs) I I don't even know where to go from here now. I don't even know where to go from here now. Uh, well, we'll get to you in a second, JM. We'll get to you in a second. Uh, dinner dinner is on Solomon's. Solomon's was having a big dinner tonight. That's what he's doing. He's not inviting anybody over. He's having a big dinner all to himself. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to rub butter on my body to fit me through the door frame. With what I'm gonna eat. Rodimus Prime, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe, forever a legend. Eric Sean with the $20 Super Chat. Hey, Eric, what's going on, man? Thank you, Eric. I'm a Coca-Cola merchandiser, and one of the stores I frequent stock, uh, frequently stock up is only five minutes away from where Jay's accident was. Uh, I am not 100% sure, but I think I drove past the scene of the crash on my way to my first store. That's scary. Um, because again, it could happen anywhere at any time. And, uh, I don't know if we'll ever know exactly what happened. I don't know if we'll ever find out from the police report or anything, you know, if there's an investigation going on 
why the woman veered into traffic. Obviously, she passed away as well. And by the way, you know, Briscoe's family said something that I said uh, on the show, which is they don't want people to beat up on her and her family and posting a lot of negative stuff. Her kids, she's got two little kids. Her kids are going to see it at some point. Um, Yeah, they have a a separate fundraiser set up for that woman who also died in the crash. And there were people posting awful things. I mean, you know, there's no there's no need for that. And so even the family, even the Briscoe family had the, the Pew family had to address this and say, please stop. Please. Yeah, there's a second family grieving here. Um, whatever the circumstances are, but we, we don't know. You know, again, we still do not know, we may never know why she did what she did. But it can happen at any time. You can be the best driver in the world, you can be obeying all the rules of the road, driving the speed limit. I know he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, but she was, and she still passed away. Wearing a seatbelt, not wearing a seatbelt. You could be doing everything that you feel is right to do. The one thing you don't have any control over, well, there's two things. Number one are the weather conditions. Um, And I've driven in some scary storms before where I thought, I don't know if I'm going to make it home. And that's very scary. But the other thing you can't control, the number one thing you cannot control, are the other drivers on the road. It doesn't matter how good of a driver you are. It doesn't matter how. It doesn't matter how long you've been driving for. It doesn't matter what vehicle you're driving. There's somebody else on the road who either isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing, or has a medical episode, or visibility is bad, or they're going. They're driving too fast. You have no control over that. And that's a very scary thing. Every time, don't think every time I get on the the highway, the parkway, the expressway, if I have some place to go other than just locally, um, yeah, you know, those thoughts they they cross your mind. Sometimes you know you can be driving and there's some crazy sob who has no patience, and you guys know who I'm talking. It may be one of you. Everyone's driving along, and then there's that one guy who's going like 100 miles an hour and swerving in and out of the lane. And I'm always thinking to myself, one of these days, all it takes is one other driver who doesn't see that, who's making a turn from one lane to the other, and then tragedy strikes. Scary to think about. Hoffman says, drove in the hard rain tonight. Idiots were racing up the parkway. Yeah, I mean, look, in October, I had a a client event out in Connecticut. It just so happened that it was, I mean, pouring rain. When I got out of the event, it was was very late. It was like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. I had a first drive back to, to New York. I have never in my life, and I've been driving for, I mean, I don't know, 20, 25 years. I have never in my life driven in rain like this before. The only thing I can imagine that would be worse if it were a snowstorm, like a blizzard, and you really just couldn't see. It was so bad. And the problem was I was in the middle lane. So I can't see anything. I cannot see anything. It It is that bad. I had to rely on the headlights from the car in front of me, and I'm begging. Like, as I'm driving, and I don't want to drive too slow. I don't want to drive too fast, right? I don't want to be rear ended by somebody. I am just, in my mind, I'm begging, I'm hoping, praying, the car in front of me, please don't don't take the next exit. Please don't uh, turn into the other lane because I'm relying on that person's lights just to guide me so I have some sense of where I'm going. I, I, 
It was it was terrifying. I've never driven in rain that badly before. So I know where you're coming from when you say that. Very, very scary. Uh, Andy VR Omni uh, with the 499. Uh, buy, rent, and sell WrestleMania edition. Sheamus beating uh, Gunther. Cody beating Roman. Sammy KO beating the Usos. Uh, that sounds like a buy to me. Especially on the Sheamus part. I just talked about that on Twitter today. Uh, Ty Kane. Tony Khan equals retire the Ring of Honor belt and only use their trios. Well, I would retire... I think retiring that version of the belts... You still got to have Ring of Honor tag team champions. But I think retiring that version of the belts and having the Briscoes as the last team to hold them, I think would be would be very cool. I think that would be a very cool thing. Uh, Jacob Donnelly, thank you for the five. It's the amazing Goonthar. Jerry Lawler loves Goonthar, the magnificent... All hail Goonthar. All hail Goonthar. It is the amazing, extraordinary Goonthar. I love it. I love it. Jerry Lawler has given us gold. <laughs> he has he has brought new life here to the channel. It's amazing. Who is that from? Who is that from? Our boy, Stephen Chap. I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> you like you like the uh, the Thundercats tie in there, huh? With the Super Chat? I love it. I love it. Su- super Cats. Su- super Cats. <laughs> I, just mi- I just mixed up Super Chats and Thundercats. I, I just called them Super Cats. I meant super. I meant uh, Thundercats when I was a kid. Thundercats and He-Man. That was it, man. Thundercats, Thundercats, He-Man, and Inspector Gadget. That was that was the shit. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jacob Donnelly, catering must have been good tonight if Yuta and Claudio uh, wouldn't take the time to save Danielson being beaten by two men. That's why I made the comment before. I said, is he even part of the Blackpool Combat Club anymore? <laughs> I don't know. There was never an official breakup. Maybe they just don't like Brian. Maybe they think he's a bit of a prick. Uh, Sam Dankman Weed with the $10 Super Chat. My Sami Zayn final test theory is that he has to enter the Royal Rumble at number one and win. I also did my own rumble. Oh, well. See, that would be... See, now, here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about that. So, if you do that, then you are you are all but guaranteed 
that anybody but Sammy winning the match is going to get booed. At least some booze. Maybe not booed out of the building, but um You know, if you're if if you're gonna have Cody, let's say, win the rumble, you can't do a deal where Sammy has to start the rumble at one and he makes it all the way to the end or the final four and then he gets dumped. It's gonna be a Daniel Bryan situation all over again. So I actually kinda hope they don't do that. <laughs> but uh it's possible. I think the final test will have more to do with something happening in the match that he's having with Kevin Owens, where he'll 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 need Sammy to strike the final blow or or do something, and then Sammy is either going to fuck it up or Sammy just doesn't have the heart to do. Uh, but that's an interesting theory. Sam also says I did my own Rumble draw and I got number twenty-eight. If I win, I will donate gift memberships to followers. Well, that's very nice. That's very nice of Sam. If he wins his Rumble pool, he's going to uh, he's going to donate gift memberships here. On he's going to gift memberships on the channel to all of you. That would be uh, that would be very cool. Thank you, by the way, to all of our channel members. I know we had a bunch of gifted ones that expired this week, so we lost a whole bunch of members, unfortunately. But uh, thank you to everybody who was sticking with me. I appreciate you. Here is the man himself, our boy JM, who came out of nowhere with the run-in like a Randy Orton RKO and dropped $300 on me 12 minutes ago. I'm still in shock. Uh, Six-woman tag at the pay-per-view. Sheeta, Jamie, and Britt against Soraya, Tony, and a mystery third. Match begins two against three. Thunder Rosa walks out to cheers, but drops a leg on Brit, <laughs> turning and goes full Thunderlips, telling the fans to stick it. Shivani ends the segment telling Hollywood Thunder Rosa that she can go straight to hell. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is a that is a three hundred dollar worthy super chat right there. Hollywood Thunder Rosa. Although the idea of Thunder Rosa having to be friendly with Britt Baker. Even if it's just on camera, them having to work together, I don't I don't know if that's gonna work out too well. I don't know if that's gonna work. But JM, man. Ah, what can I what can I say, man? All I I can give you I can give you the yes treatment. If anybody ever deserved the yes chant, it is JM. Thank you, brother. Put a smile on my face tonight. Don't forget, we got the Rumble coming up on Saturday, too. Going to be a big stream on Saturday night. Hoping that you all will uh, come on back here for that one. I should get his get his name tattooed. I'll get JM tattooed on my cheek. Right? Every time I do a stream, you'll see. I'll do the Super Chats. It'll say JM, right? Although, it's it actually it wouldn't work because it's a mirrored image. So... It would be JM backwards, so that would be uh, that would be my edge. It wouldn't look right. I smoke a lot of weed. Dollar ninety nine had four bowls today, and only one of them was cereal. Amazing. Queen Fire Panda with the ten dollars super chat. Fire Panda. 
showing some love tonight. JM may buy Solomonster that house all by himself. That's right. Solomonster needs to uh, to get the hell out of here as quickly as possible. Rizzo with the 20 spot. Uh, I drive for a living and I worry about accidents daily. All these idiots texting and driving, and you said it. You can be the perfect driver, and all it takes is one idiot running a red light or swerving into your lane. It's true, unfortunately. We just had that happen actually not too far from where I am. I actually heard the uh, the impact. I didn't know what it was. Uh, somebody ran a red light. Somebody was turning onto the main road, and there was already somebody coming down the main road, uh, and just they collided. Thankfully, I, I didn't read about anybody being killed, but you just you just never know. Uh, Stephen Chapa, thank you for the fifty dollars super chat, Stephen. Yes, yes, yes. Stephen, you're awesome. Swerving you all, no bully tonight. Tonight we got <laughs> we got the Zoltar. I mean, Guntar machine. Goontar. It's not Goontar, it's Goonthar. The mighty Goonthar. Did I say that right? Goonthar. I hope I said that right. Stephen, thank you. Rizzo with the $5 super check. Can your brother hear that deep voice or no? Because he is probably scared. Scared shitless right now, or at least wondering what the heck is going on. No, he cannot hear that. I cannot hear it either, by the way, because I don't have my headphones on. So I am I am taking a chance that it is working properly. Otherwise, I just sound like a fool. <laughs> I really should have my headphones on so I could actually hear myself. But I hate wearing the headphones because they hurt my ears after a while. And uh, Thomas Rondon... Says, uh, thank you for what you do for us. God bless. Thomas, thank you. Thank you, Thomas. And uh, Paul Heyman. With the $5 super chat. I predict the Saudis will buy WWE. And will bring in Andrew Tate. And will make Top G the top heel. I don't know about that, Paul Heyman. I, uh, I don't know about that. Glow Mighty Show in the chat says, uh, Mortal Kombat voice. Wait, what was that? Anyway. Uh, Hyru. Hyru with the two bucks. Solo with his best MK announcer impression. I am an announcer, so it kind of fits. Uh, Groovy Goose, thank you for the 99 cents, Groovy. I appreciate that. There are streetcar races here in L.A. where 100 people see two cars doing donuts on the street corner pointing lasers. <laughs> and uh, Rizzo. Says, uh, as uh, also as drivers, we have damn deer to watch out for. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Depending on where you live, uh, you got to contend with deer. And let me tell you something a deer will f- 
fuck up your car. So I, it hasn't happened to me, but I know people that it's happened to and yeah, you do not want, you do not want to run into a deer. You do not want that. Uh, based Beerus, God of Seduction, with the $5 super chat. Uh, was Sid the inspiration for Brock Samson from Venture, Venture Bros, an adult swim cartoon? I thought of Sid as soon as I saw the character Brock. I've never seen the cartoon. Is anybody in the chat familiar with the uh, character? I've never seen that before. I have no idea. I uh, have not seen a picture. Moose. Someone's saying, uh, if you think a deer is bad and will fuck up your car, let the moose talk to you. I have not had to, uh, you know, here here in New York, I have not had to deal with, I mean, if you're in upstate New York and parts of New York, yes, they, they have deer. But uh, I have not had to deal with deer or moose. Although I did have a chicken right in front of my car once, believe it or not. In Brooklyn, there was a chicken. I shit you not. I don't know where it came from. Maybe it was just fleeing certain death. I don't know. But a chicken ran in front of my car, and I had to stop and do a double take to just stare at it and make sure I was not imagining things. Uh, It was definitely a chicken, and yes, it did cross the road. And I'm not lying. Uh, Rizzo says, I've hit four deer in six years. Three of them in a work car. I was going to say, you've hit four deer in six years. Did you total? How many of those cars did you total? If it was a work car, at least it wasn't yours. Just be lucky that it wasn't your uh, your personal vehicle. That would that would be uh, That would be far worse. Uh, JM is not done yet. Dropping five bucks says, you're welcome, Solo. Always happy to show support to the stream. Share a little humor when I can. Take care of yourself, brother. JM, you take care of yourself as well. I always love it when JM does a pop in here. So, uh, I hope you have a good night as well. Thank you for the support. (laughs) Tuxedo says, four deer in six years. That sounds personal. That does sound personal. Did I ask the chicken why he was crossing the? I did not have a chance. I was I was stunned. I didn't I didn't have a chance to even uh, even think to ask. EJ Slamp with a four ninety nine in Wisconsin. There is a saying: "It's not if you hit your first deer; it is when you hit your first deer." I hit one in of all places downtown Milwaukee. Well, hopefully you weren't hurt. Hopefully nobody was hurt. I guess it. I guess it depends on how fast you're driving when you make the uh, the impact. Did he get to the other side? Yes, he did. He got to the other side and he went off into a parking lot somewhere. So maybe he was just trying to get to his car. It's possible. Uh, Hunter Peckham. Talking about chickens, and now we have a super chat from Peckham. If Sammy faces Roman at WrestleMania, does Paul Heyman, or, oh, I read that wrong. 
Do the Paul brothers face the Usos? Oh, God, I hope not. No. No. Who wants to see that? I have no interest in seeing uh, Jake Paul at WrestleMania challenging for the tag team titles. Hunter, come on, Hunter. Take, take that out of it. Let's hope the other Hunter does not hear that idea and think, oh, why didn't I think of that? Solo has a thing with birds, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, they don't like me very much. I can tell you the feeling is mutual. It's a total WWE thing to do. No, it is. That's why I don't even want to think about it. It's very much a WWE thing. But see, I... Well, you know what? I guess it could be a WrestleMania thing. I I look at it more as a Saudi Arabia thing, but you know Logan Paul is going to be involved in the show in some way. It doesn't look like he's wrestling John Cena, so then what is he doing? Could be wrestling Seth Rollins. I said that a a couple months ago. I thought Seth Rollins would at some point make for a good opponent for Logan Paul. If they don't have anything better for Seth at WrestleMania... Seth Rollins against Logan Paul could be one of the attractions on one of the two nights. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You got me over 500 likes. That's awesome. All right, we'll uh, we'll pick up with this here in a second. But right now, uh, let us go ahead and let us do some uh, Be the Booker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to Be the Booker. Thank you, thank you for uh, helping me smash our like goal tonight. Keep hitting that like button if you have not already done so. We uh, we got we, we broke 1,000 likes on the Raw stream on Monday night. That was a big stream. You missed it. Raw 30. It's up on the channel. But let us uh, go ahead and begin our Be the Booker voyage here. We'll begin as we always do on the men's side of things. I have had horrible luck with Be the Booker so far here in 2023. It has been a terrible month. And I am uh, hoping to redeem myself here. So uh, let us hope. We begin. Ah, shit. Just talking about celebrities and the Paul brothers. And then I land on, I'm talking about chickens. Now I see a bunny on my screen. Bad bunny. Bad bunny. 
Bad Bunny. I'm going to go one-on-one with Macho Man. Randy Savage. You know what? I mean, it would be hard for me to give anything with the Macho Man the buzzer. I'll say this about Bad Bunny. All right, we only saw him, uh, it was the one time, I think, right, at WrestleMania. And uh, he looked fine. He looked good. You know, he took it seriously. He was training for weeks, I think, at the PC in the weeks leading up to it. I think the Macho Man and Bad Bunny could have actually a pretty entertaining match. Especially watching Bad Bunny take the flying elbow drop. Macho Man and Bad Bunny, I think, would surprise a lot of people. So I'm going to call that a win. Let's head on over to the ladies' side. Cream of the crop. That's right. Who said that? Marquise. Cream of the crop. Bad Bunny was in the Royal Rumble last year. We might see him again this year. All right, we begin with Gail Kim, former WWE Women's Champion, Impact Knockouts Champion. I believe she... Is she a Hall of Famer yet in Impact? I think she is. If not, she should be. And uh, Impact Hall of Famer. It's a good start. Gail Kim. I'm going to go one-on-one. With... Tombstone Tory. I got to give it the buzzer because, you know, I don't know that I've seen enough of Tory to judge whether or not she would be any good in the ring. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what kind of match that would even be between Gail Kim and Tory. How many people are watching this going, who? <laughs> I have no idea. Tory, who? Tori Wilson? Tori Spelling? Every time I land on that, I think it's Kane. I'm like, what is Kane doing in the women's Be the Booker? All right, well, comes down to the tag teams here. Got a lot of great tag teams in here. So here we go. We need the tag teams to come through, and we begin with the former NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane who are going to be challenging for the NXT Women's Championship against Roxanne Perez next weekend at Vengeance Day. Again, we don't have, we don't have too many women's teams here, so this is going to be very interesting. Toxic Attract... Yeah, we just landed on them the other night. <laughs> was it Monday? Yeah, it was Monday. That's right. It's a good point. I just landed on them on Monday. Toxic Attraction going to be getting into the ring with the Creed Brothers. Well, at least it was consistent. We got two teams from NXT. The Creeds and Toxic Attraction. Somehow, I don't think the Creeds had that kind of match in mind. Let me catch up here with your uh, Super Chats. <laughs> Food Hive says, cursed. I'll tell you, one, one out of three, another terrible night of Be the Booker. Well, if we hit our goals, there's always Friday and there's always Saturday. We, we might do a Rumble edition to Be the Booker, so we'll try to do better then, I guess. I don't know. Ever since ever since we we got the news that Vince McMahon forced his way back onto the board of directors and became the executive chairman and he's back in WWE, 
Ever since Vince came back, Be the Booker has gone to shit. Something's going on here. Uh, Rizzo with the 10 bucks. The family of the first deer must have, must have a hit out on me. Also, as I said on Monday, it's going to be interesting to see if the Roman Owens match is the main event on Saturday. Uh, well, if it is, if, if the Rumble match doesn't go on last, then you know they're doing a big angle. Not, not a title change, but you know they're going to do a big angle at the end of the show. Uh, God of Seduction, Royal Rumble, done right, is the main event. Uh, it should be. It should always be the main event. Red Emissary of Darkness. With the $5 Super Chat. I am tired of hearing Seth versus Cody or Seth versus Roman talks for the title. Let Seth fight somebody new for once, especially not Cody again. Well, hey, I just told you. Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. So there you go. There's a new opponent for him. Uh, Near Roth. Hey, Near, what's going on? $4 Super Chat. I get this a lot lately, so FYI, just because I live in Israel doesn't mean I own a camel. Do people automatically assume that anybody in that part of the world owns a camel? These are some very uh, ignorant people. Rizzo, with the five bucks. Being the gentleman that I am, I would lay down and let toxic attraction pin me. I know I am a good human. See, I would prefer to let them uh, apply a submission hold, but you do you. Uh, Mr. Commissioner of Hog, are you hiring for security? I, I have a, a great security force. We're good right now. We're not taking any applications. <laughs> Sound off pro wrestling is in the dumpster. I'm telling you, this promotion's going to hell, man. I keep booking cards like that. I'm still waiting for... Uh, the AW video game to come out. So we could start a brand new Sound of Gamer series on uh, AW Fight Forever. But uh, we still don't have a release date. AW Fight Forever. It's more like AEW Wait Forever. It looks like WWE 2K23 is going to beat them to the punch. So if 2K23 comes out in March, which it looks like it, it probably is, um, if it hits PC, then uh, we may have to reignite Sound of Gamer with 2K23. If you guys are interested, of course. Uh, Dr. Dakota Scorpio. See, I told you Vince returning cursed be the booker. You did tell me that. You did say that the other night. Glow Mighty Show says Solomonster Russo. That may have been the most hurtful comment that anybody has ever made about me. I, I think you may have uh, just hurt my feelings more than anybody else. Thank you, Glow Mighty. Uh, I smoke a lot of weed. Was there ever, or has there ever been talks of SmackDown going three out? God, I hope not. No. No. It wouldn't work. On network television, they have their 10 p.m. newscast. It wouldn't work. Unless they split it up and did a third hour on a different network, which would be incredibly stupid, then no. And hopefully there never will be.
Rizzo says, uh, bro, you got to let me book be the booker, bro. Monster ratings, bro. Trust me. Yeah. Monster, monster ratings, huh? How about I put the baby in charge of uh, be the booker? I can put a small child in charge of be the booker and I can do a better job than the be the booker that I've been booking. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Anyway. One last uh, look at the poll here. Again, not that the, uh, the poll is the most important thing here tonight, but Nice to see 90% thumbs up here for this uh, emotional episode of Dynamite. Vote at Solomonster. And that's a a good place to be following me, especially heading into the uh, Royal Rumble this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Royal Rumble, as as I've said before, Royal Rumble is my uh, favorite pay-per-view of the year. So uh, I I am pulling for a good Rumble. I'm pulling for a great Rumble. Uh, did I ever dress up for Halloween when I was younger? Of course. Of course I did. I, I wore, you know, skull makeup and had a lot of very basic costumes. Never really uh, dressed up as any wrestlers until I was older. But yeah, I used to go trick-or-treating all the time, steal candy. It was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, God of Seduction, I am ready for the yeah movement of LA Night. So am I. So am I. Quicker we can move on from this uh, pitch black nonsense, we can move LA Night into something, uh, hopefully something good for WrestleMania. All right, thank you guys. This has been fun. Uh, tough to get through parts of the show tonight, but again, a very, uh, I thought, fitting, excellent tribute by Tony Khan and AEW for Jay Briscoe. He's very happy that uh, they were able to finally do it. Um, And, you know, again, all the best to Mark Briscoe. Uh, It's going to be a tough weekend for the family, I know. Um, But it was very good to see him there tonight in good spirits. Uh, I'm going to be back with you on Friday night. We're going to do the SmackDown stream. Don't forget, go to WrestleRumble.com. Get in on that contest. Uh, I have nothing to do with that. I love Wrestle Rumble. They're good people. I'm just here to pick a winner on Friday night. So we're going to have some fun. And then Saturday, the Royal Rumble Review. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Live on YouTube as soon as the pay-per-view is over. And, of course, episode 793 of the podcast. You didn't think you were going to get away without a podcast, did you? Episode 793 of the podcast coming up on Sunday. So until then, be well, stay safe. Thank you for all the super chat love. Hit that like button on the way out. And uh, I will see you guys back here live on YouTube again for the SmackDown recap on Friday night. Until then, cheers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.